you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, December 7th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a man of style and substance, character and charisma, a man of passion (laughs) and principle, with the heart of a lion and the humor of a class clown. This man lives up to the Q-tip rip with speed Agile, plus I'm worth your while. Yeah, 100% like intelligent black child. Please welcome back to the pod, the real Mike Rob. Thank you, brother. Always glad to be here. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And on today's show, the Dolphins may lead the Ravens in the AFC playoff picture, but they trail them where it matters most, in the ring, because their quarterback lacks a counterpunch. Mike Rob will explain. Michael will also give us a viewer's guide to the NFL defense we are not talking about, but probably should be the Houston Texans. Through no fault of his own, C.J. Stroud is getting all of the attention in H-Town, but it's about time a couple other guys did too. Mike Rob will make the introductions, but first, this. Hurst takes a quarterback keeper to the five and into the end zone for the ball game. A 12-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts in overtime. And that is that. As the Bills fall to 0-2 in overtime and 6-6 and on the season. A costly, costly loss for Buffalo here in Week 12. With that loss to the Eagles in that epic 37-34 overtime game in Philly, the Bills find themselves 6-6 six and six outside the AFC playoff picture in 10th position as they head into a Sunday matchup with the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Mike Rob, is this a must-win game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. They, they, they have to win this. I actually, over the last five weeks of the season, they're at KC, then they go to Dallas. Um, I mean, oh, then they're at home against Dallas, the char- at the Chargers, New England, and then at Miami. They don't have any room for error. I would love for them to go undefeated, but I think maybe there's one loss in there somewhere. Which would put them at 10-7 and seven and give them a real shot at a 6-7 seed. Anything other than that, it won't happen. And... You know, I feel like my guy Josh Allen, Joshy Poo, the bazooka, as I like to call him. <laughs> you know, um, he, he's a polarizing figure to analysts, man. I talk to a lot of my buddies, work at a lot of different networks and stuff, and you either love him or hate him. Who, either, who hates him? Those well, people, not hate him, but, but what happens is— But you, question him. They question, right, right. you know, his greatness. Right. Uh, I mean, the guy's leading almost every category uh, offensively, right? And he's also leading the turnovers. And that's since I was a little boy— uh, every coach I've ever had, you, you cannot turn the football it's over. It's the only venal it's, sin at the quarterback position the only is, giving, one. is giving it away. You cannot do that, and he is giving it away the You can most. take sacks. 
incompletions, you can overthrow guys. Yeah. You just can't give it you away. You can't give it away. I mean, ask Joe Burrow, ask Tom Brady. Those guys just will take a sack. Yeah. Joe Burrow would say, I'll, I'll get sacked. It's all good. At least we have the ball. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers used to do it all yeah, the time. He did not have the make ball. stupid mistakes. No. And, you know, I think when you have a guy that's so big, has so much ability, he feels like he can save every single play. So, Joe Brady... You have to do some different things knowing the nature of your quarterback. Okay, which is actually (laughs) the perfect entree to something. And I know you know this, but I want to share this with the listener and then have you talk about it because there are some offensive changes that have come the way of the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen since Joe Brady took over from Ken Dorsey in week 11. First of all, the stats, points per game, weeks 1 through 10, 26.2 since Joe Brady took over. Yes, it's only two weeks. 33 mm-hmm. points a game. Uh, since week 11, they are up, what is that, uh, 70 yards per game. They are up 40 passing yards per game. Uh, they're even up 40 rushing yards per game. And That's huge. And their you- third down percentage is also up by a click, too. But rushing uh, rushing yards per game really jumps off the table. That's huge. and Or and jumps off the page. Right? Yes, and those aren't just runs. Just I mean, I know that's team rushing. But I'm talking about rushing by the running backs, James Cook, Latavius Murray. There was an instance um, in that Philadelphia game a few weeks ago before their bye. Well, I think Joe Brady called like nine or ten runs in a row. Boom, boom, boom. And they were getting eight, nine, ten yards, yes. six yards, a clip. That is the type of offense to get your offensive line aggressive enough so that when Josh Allen does go in the center, oh, yeah, by, by the way, they're under center a little bit, about 5% more. And I know that sounds small, but that can equate to about two explosive play-action passes per game. That if you hit on those, those are the difference in these games. Yeah, and think about that, listener. Look, play action only works if the threat of the run is real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you are rushing for 151.5 yards a game, which the Bills have been since Joe Brady took over, as opposed to under uh, just over 115 yards a game before, that makes a big difference. You're likely to believe the threat of the run. You're likely to, to get to get stuck in that static position, which, of course, play action is intended to do, gets you just to stop for one split second, and that allows my guys to get past and you're you, not asking beyond you. Josh Allen to win the game Correct. all by himself. I wanted to ask you about something. This number I wrote down, tell me if it's significant or not, under center rate has increased 4.5% That's what I'm, under since Joe yes. Brady took over as OC. That means you're a something. former quarterback. Why does that mean something? Because when you play action... If you're under center, you get more sell from the defense. Okay, when so I'm in, in the shotgun, shotgun, it's usually it would be like an inside run, which you're not really well, biting hard on. Inside or outside, but the quarterback, think about it. If I'm in the shotgun, the quarterback gets the ball, okay, he's about five yards deep. He's just taking a step and turning. Yes. When he's under center and it's an outside zone or whatever the case may be, he's got the ball, he seats the ball into his stomach, and then he's turning and taking three or four steps to a side. Yes. Those linebackers have to respond. The choreography of that moment is totally different. It Absolutely. requires my attention as a defensive player to be so much more on point. Absolutely. And, and that's the whole point of it. Yes, quiet is kept. That's the problem in Carolina. The reason why Bryce Young can't get no open receivers. He won't go under center. Mm. He cannot truly fool the defense. He cannot truly get the pull from the defense without going under center. But I get it. He wants to see everything, so he stays in shotgun, right? Josh Allen under center now. Now when he when he fakes it, he goes under center and he fake he puts that ball into James Cook's stomach and then pulls it out and turns around and he looks up. The entire defensive picture is displaced. Now you can see holes. 
oh, there's one over there, there's one over there. You can see everything, <laughs> right? And so to me, giving a guy with that much ability, that piece of manipulation of the defense now is going to make them unstoppable. Which creates the thing that Michael Robinson has been schooling us for years about. It creates space. Yes. You, you allow space to be created in a defense that you are facing. Uh, you have an opportunity as an offensive player, certainly an offensive player with the skill set of number 17, Josh Allen. Uh, history suggests, listener, that the Bills will win this game. Why? Well, because they're 8-0 since 2015 after a bye, 6-0 since 2017. That, of course, significant because that was Sean McDermott's first year. This is a team that wins uh, lately after you give them time, an extra week to prepare for you. The current playoff standings, as I mentioned before, the Bills 6-6. Six and six. They are in the hunt. They're all the way down if you look at the whole ledger of AFC teams, and yet they're only one game back yep. of Steelers, Browns, Colts, and Texans, who are all 7-5. and five. Texans are technically the 8 seed, so they are outside the playoff picture as well. Final question for you on this game. We talk about must-win scenarios, and just to remind you, listener, I asked, is this a must-win game for Josh Allen and the Bills? Michael Robinson's answer is absolutely yes, it is. Now, does it translate? We talk about must-win games. We talk about desperation. Does a must-win game scenario bring out the best in NFL players, or does it bring out nerves in NFL players? Does desperation, in your experience, get channeled in the right way, or does desperation lead to frenetic play? It depends on your leadership. It depends on your head coach. It depends on the leadership in your locker room. If all of a sudden your coach... Um, you know, if your coach isn't a screamer or he isn't a yeller and all of a sudden during a certain week he starts to yell, um, he's starting to make sure and micromanage everything, then, yeah, uh, that coach has anxiety. And you're looking at leadership. I remember being a, a player um, in the league. I'm not going to talk about the exact coach right now because I'm, I'm sure if I said it, they, people would know, um, where you saw the anxiety and it was something that we talked about in the locker room. It was something that we was like, man, Coaches must be shook about this one. You think we're going to win? And, I mean, those are real conversations. Now, I know our listeners are like, man, these are high-performing athletes. No way they think like that. No. We don't think individually I'm going to lose my individual matchup every right. single play. Right. No. I'm a stud, right? Right. But as a team, you start to look around and think, I mean, you, you know, I, I remember playing Indianapolis Colts. You do know Peyton on the other side, right? <laughs> You guys do Peyton know and that. Reggie and Wayne. Yeah, and you do know Marvin those guys Harrison are over rather. there, right? You know, yeah. we're good, but I mean, they they, they yeah. over there. So yeah. to me, it just depends on the leadership. And if you have strong leadership where nothing changes, I can imagine guys like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll was once, nothing changed. We had Snoop and Will Ferrell come to practice whether we were playing the, the, the worst team in the league or whether we were playing an NFC championship. We had Bill Russell come talk to us before, God bless his soul, we had Bill Russell come talk to us before the divisional round Keep game. it loose, keep it cool. Yeah, it is what it is. We that's, had Drake. One, that's one version of leadership. We had Drake one time come by. Love like, that. Just, what's up? Love that. Name, <laughs> name dropper. Um, okay, so it's a must-win game for the Bills. Uh, I guess I lied. There is a final question coming. It's I can't good. imagine a better time to face the Kansas City Chiefs or – Based on the anecdote that you just gave, and I can't imagine that Andy Reid hasn't figured out by now how to allow must-win, desperation, have to reverse the narrative kind of energy into a room in the right way. You know he's doing that the right way. 
Kansas City probably feels just as desperate as the Bills do to get back on track. They have fallen to the fourth seed in the AFC. People are starting to doubt what they are. They probably don't doubt who they are, but they have reason to. That mm-hmm. wide receiver room is unconvincing. The drop rate is incredibly high. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is number 15, is doing number 15 things. He's hitting these guys in the hands. They're not coming up with the ball. Travis Kelsey looks different to me. Mm-hmm. The defense was all world for the first 10 weeks of the season. It's a little bit porous the last couple weeks of the season. Uh, this is a good opportunity for the Bills, or are all the reasons that I just described that the Chiefs should be nervous about, will that play into the Chiefs' hands because they have a guy like Andy Reid saying, now is the time where we begin our ascent to the top of the mountain? Uh, honestly, I don't think Andy Reid got to say nothing. Fair enough. They, think, they're at that point. They're next level. I think Andy Reid is just walking in the locker room or walking in the team room. And Patrick is already getting at guys. What the hell is this? Yeah. There's no way we can operate this way. This guy has never uh, had a road playoff game. Correct. He's about to. <laughs> That's what it looks like <laughs> this year. Uh, to me, if they can continue to develop Rashi Rice, or Rashi Rice, yes, sir. Um, I, I think that kid is some, okay. has some stuff with him. Um, but yeah, man, you talk about Travis Kelsey being being tired. You know, there's games he has what five, six catches. Eight commercials, though. Commercial versus catch. <laughs> Commercial versus catch watch. Saying, uh, we're going to start a new drinking game. We'll talk about that one later. Okay, so uh, all to say, the Chiefs look gettable right now, uh, which is not an indictment of the Chiefs. Uh, listen, we have learned not to doubt the Chiefs. And cometh the hour, cometh the man. Uh, Michael Robinson says Patrick Mahomes is probably doing all the stuff that Eric oh, Enemy yeah. used to do in that locker room. He's getting in people's faces, and he's doing the leading that needs to be done. However, we cannot overlook what we're seeing on the field. Chiefs are not quite the themselves so this may be the perfect opportunity for the bills to do what they need to do which is must win game you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Thank you for listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy, proud and honored to have Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson here with us today. And the next topic is called Ranting and Raven because the Miami Dolphins are the one seed in the AFC. But Michael Robinson is suggesting that the current rankings belie the truth, which is that Miami isn't as good as Baltimore for one simple reason. Two has got no counter. Michael Robinson, what do you mean by that? Uh, so what I mean by Tua not having a counter, meaning if he's not throwing in rhythm, he's not great. When he throws in rhythm, if you aren't around him, if you don't touch him, you won't beat the Miami Dolphins. You cannot cover that speed. If you force him to go through his reads and get close to him, you ain't even always got to touch him, but just get close to him. Kind of whistle by him a little bit, blows up, whatever. Just get close to him. Just affect him. Make him go from one to two. If he can go from two to three, yes. you know, just affect him a little bit. Your chances I think you just win went a game. way up. I think you win the game. If you let Tua throw the ball, they're going to beat you. 
<laughs> if you touch him or get close to him, he's not going to be great at having a counter to that. Okay, honestly, that makes perfect sense, listener. If you're paying attention to the Dolphins' season, and if you look closer at the stats, what Michael just said, the truth bears out in the stats. The three games in which Tua has been pressured the most are the three games on the Dolphins' schedule where they took an L. Mm-hmm. The defenses that don't respond to all the motions and shifts and the speed and the Tyreek Hill, who I believe, I mean, if he's not in the MVP discussion, if he's, I mean, I think we might get a receiver this year. Because when I think Miami Dolphins, I think Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so do I. Like, seriously. It's hard not to. It's hard not to, you know what I mean? So. I just, I'm a Commanders fan. I just watched him blitz us oh for 78 goodness. yards the other day, and he did it in about two and a half seconds. I mean, oh. it's unbelievable. Oh, I know. Jack Del Rio was like, huh, I could have called a better game than that, Ron. You think I would think I would have left him one-on-one in the slot? Yeah, important <laughs> distinction. Uh, Jack was watching from home. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, bad. Translation to anybody facing the Miami Dolphins. Don't fall for it. Go get it. Mm-hmm. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with The Real Mike Rob, Michael Robinson, and the final topic is called Houston. We have a problem. The very best kind of problem. The kind that causes major problems for opposing quarterbacks. Mike Rob, why is the Texans' defense arguably the most overlooked and underrated unit in the NFL? They got some young ballers, bro. This kid, Will Anderson Jr., already has five sacks, 17 quarterback hits. Um... This guy has a first step that is with the greats of our league. I mean, he has a relentless motor. I mean, you usually don't see a guy with that many physical tools put forth that much effort every single play. Usually guys that have all the genetics or whatever, you know, they know they can beat you. So they they take plays off, you know. Think early Jadavion Clowney, those guys, you know. It's crazy we're talking about the Texas, but think early Jadavion Clowney. Uh, this kid, it looks like he's been in the league five years. He has a motor. The fact that I have not seen him slow down all season looks like he takes good care of his body. Looks like he, you know, does the things in the locker room. And then this other kid, uh, the kid on the outside, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, Stingley Jr. I mean, people wondered why, how could he have went before Sauce Gardner? Have you seen the last couple of weeks? At three straight games with an interception. He had two last week, and he has great ball skills. Most corners play corner because they couldn't catch, right? They were receivers that couldn't catch, so they went to the other side of the ball. This kid is more in the vein of Richard Sherman, not size, but the fact that he has great ball skills. This interception he had last week uh, in quarters coverage, I mean, safety was beat. He came off his guy and just snatched it out of out of the air. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. To have C.J. Stroud on one side leading that offense, averaging almost 300 passing yards a game, I cannot believe I'm saying that about a rookie. Leading the NFL quarterback a rookie quarterback he was in college last year people no michael i'm, I'm sorry I, you must be wrong because he's not smart enough to play the position oh yeah that's right that's what that test said yeah, that little yeah. test no, beforehand no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain you're wrong about that there's no way that he's, he's i guarantee good. i don't know for a fact but i'm pretty sure somebody in the texas organization put that out there so they can make sure they get him <laughs> That's what I was. Well, listen, we did hear we did hear rumblings that Tepper and the crew in Carolina uh, potentially uh, was ready to draft C.J. Stroud. Well, that's what Tepper said, but I, I believe. Um, so you may I, be onto something. I believe C.J. Stroud got 
Frank Reich fired. And I know we're on a tangent. It's all about the leaks this week. There may have been a leak that helped C.J. Stroud (laughs) fall to the right guy, the right team, and the right moment because, man, he is taking advantage of it in Houston. However, listener, translation for what we just heard from Michael Robinson, don't allow your mind to only drift to the D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell. I hope you get better soon, Tank Dell and Nico Collins and Damian Pierce. No, 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 no. Look on the other side of the ball for a young man named Will Anderson and Derek Stingley Jr. because those two guys may just find themselves in the promised land. Yes, the promised land for Texans is a playoff spot. They may just get one. Keep it up. Houston Texans on the defensive side of things. Their next opponent on the road in MetLife to take on the Jets. Zach Wilson has been named the starter again by Robert Sala. And based on what Michael Robinson just told us, I'm suddenly very worried for Zach Wilson. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We interrupt this podcast to bring you five things you may have missed in week 13 in the NFL. Now, you didn't miss the Cowboys extending their home win streak to 14. You probably didn't miss the Chiefs stumbling against the Packers or the Niners staggering win over the Eagles. I kind of hope you missed that Chargers win over the Patriots. Six zip. That was hard to watch. And I wish I had missed yet another bad loss for my commanders. Back-to-back weeks hemorrhaging 45 points, but I didn't miss it. And our resident radar didn't miss anything else she's our tracker of all stories on and off the nfl field she's the bridge connecting us to stories we might otherwise have missed she's bridget condon welcome back to the pod my friend thanks for having me what a fun little uh, setup we got going on i feel like i'm there with you in spirit but i have my holiday spirit here to have yeah. Everybody watch. yeah bridge is uh dialing us up from home today with a beautiful christmas tree behind you well played. Did you trim that? Now, did you and your husband trim that together? Did you crack open a bottle of wine and do that? What, what's your process? Gracie and I like to do it together. She tends to sit, though, on the couch and point, and I kind of do the labor. We've been growing this in our backyard for the past year, so we went back out there with the axe, chopped it down. No, um, he carries it. We both, we did actually do it together, putting up the lights and the ornaments, but you know I went in there and reorganized it after he went to bed just a little first christmas as a married couple yeah wow congratulations you still have to get each other presents yeah i think you still do all right you, oh. st- you still need to commit to the moment all right the holiday magic okay we're going to commit right now to five things we may have missed in week 13. i look forward to this every week bridge this is so fun for me because i, I tend to have missed all of the things that you bring to us doesn't say a lot for uh, for my radar, but man, we love yours. Okay, Bridget Condon, five things we may have missed in week 13. Get us started. What's number one? You never know what you're going to see in the tunnel, right? I was at Rams Browns walking up to the press box after pregame warmups, and I didn't run into LeBron James, though he was there, or Gunna. He was also there. No Taylor Swift. Instead, it was all the mascots from, like, not just NFL, but we're talking NBA mascots. We're talking 
Everybody was there. You want to know why they were there? Yeah, I do. I want to know why they were there. Why were all the mascots there? And why were they absent without leave from their own teams? <laughs> Rampage's birthday. Mm. You know the LA Rams mascot Rampage? Of course. It was his birthday. So he invited all of his friends down uh, to hang out with him, which was pretty cool. I happened to be in the midst of it. You can watch the video. NFL Network posted it um, on TikTok and on Twitter. Go check it out. It's awesome. But the main event was during halftime of that game, which we're talking about Browns halftimes. Uh, well, actually, it was Broncos last week we were talking about when they were riding the sheep. Oh, but yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the Browns this week uh, got a show from these mascots. Tackle football versus kids. Kids versus mascots. Okay. Ah, kids versus mascots. Thinking, mascots are usually grown thinking, people, right? Grown-ass adults uh, playing against little kids. Yeah. Did this? How did this go down? Okay, I was thinking like, oh, cute. Like, they're going to let the kids onto SoFi Stadium. They're going to score touchdowns. These mascots were stiff-arming people. There was a clothesline out there. Like, they were tackling. Of course I mean, they I were. Just, I wish, I hope the parents of these kids flip that and show it to their, you know, hopefully one day, I don't know, maybe one of those kids ends up in the NFL. And I think that would just be such a fun Full circle moment. Amazing. Uh, mascot mania at SoFi Stadium. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to look this up. Listener, I suggest you do the same. Mascots versus little kids. Like how little? What are we talking about? Okay. Like peewee, not, like peewee, peewee, right? I'm peewee so age? bad. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, I don't know. Seven? Yeah. Seven, eight, that. you know, nine-year-old kids getting stiff-armed by, you know. Yeah grown men uh, wearing costumes. Don't like the sound of that. Okay, that's number one. Uh, what's number two, Bridge? What you got? All right, so there was more, there were more stars in attendance. You know, NFL, it's like, this is becoming the place to be an NFL game. Yeah, it's one, of the, it's one of the best shows in town. Let's be honest, it just is. Oh, heck yeah. Green Bay, we had two stars. Taylor Swift, of course, dating yes. Travis Kelsey, was there rooting on her man for the Chiefs. And then we had Simone Biles. Rooting oh, on her husband, right. Jonathan that's Owens, right. who plays for the Packers. The um, fans, their posters that they were making were so funny. Like, we have Simone, we have Taylor, whatever. Taylor Swift is now 0-1 against Simone Biles because, you know, Taylor <gasps> had never lost. Uh, the Chiefs had never lost while she had been there. And Sunday, they took their first L. Simone Biles gets uh, the first win over Taylor Swift. How cool is that? You know, hers? Simone, I, I did catch a quick shot of her. And she was radiant and she was down on the field. This is Simone Biles. I don't remember seeing a single shot of Taylor Swift as if somehow there was a moratorium on Swifty shots. But yet, uh, heavy on Simone. Uh, Simone Biles, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Uh, beats Ooh. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift takes her first L uh, as an in-person Chiefs fan. Uh, well done, Simone Biles. Okay, that's number two. Things we may have missed in week 13. Bridget Condon, what's number three? Gardner Minshew. How about some Minshew magic? How about some Minshew magic? The walk-off win, walk-off dance in the locker room. He was getting after it. Did you see? Okay, no, I, I didn't. It was so funny. And I can't talk because I'm not a great dancer myself. But something about the way he was moving, you got to go check out this video. I want to do like, you know how they say like, limit does not exist and there's like x-axis and y-axis and they always like put funny things on social media like the more you f around the more you find out you know that means right. yeah, yeah, yeah how about like the better your quarterback is the worse their post-game dance is oh very <laughs> interesting something like that can we get like a x-y axis can we 
I don't know. Like, okay, so Minshew magic. So look, he's doing it on the field. He's got the Colts in playoff position. All right, against all expectations, against all odds, uh, we thought this team was maybe in the tank after Anthony Richardson goes down. But Gardner Minshew is doing Gardner Minshew things. He is finding within his, you know, within his skill set and within his spirit, uh, the requisite sort of like verve to to will his team to victories. And, and you know what? And that's actually I shouldn't even say that because that's making it sound like he's just out there being scrappy. No. He's putting on a show as an NFL quarterback. He's winning games, uh, playing at a really high level. Congratulations to Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts for, you know, for proving all the doubters wrong. You guys are right where you want to be in the playoff picture. Uh, but where we needed to be was in the locker room after the game because apparently Gardner Minshew's got some moves. So what are we talking about, like Saturday Night Fever? What kind of what kind of dancing? Kinda. I mean, you don't you don't know dancing very well, but like, can you describe the moves? Because like this will entice like... us to go check it out. Oh. Okay. I don't know how to describe it. It was more just like what you would expect from him, right? Like he wasn't doing the gritty. Sometimes I'm like, maybe we should leave the dancing to the running backs and the receivers because they seem to have a little better choreography. But I don't know. Like I can't fault him because he was just feeling himself, right? Like, you know, when you get a big win or you get a big, you know, you do a great podcast episode and everybody's like, yeah, lady. And you're just like, you're hitting your stride and you're yeah, like, don't know how that feels like. Never heard those it. things, but we've oh, seen Gardner it. Minshew. We've seen Gardner Minshew celebrate, uh, you know, on his knees at the end of a victory earlier this year. We've seen him in the parking lot, you know, dabbing up his old man so hard that I thought he was going to hurt the guy. Uh, now we can see him dancing in the locker room. The Minshew magic. There is no end to Gardner Minshew magic. I didn't even notice. Does he still have the stash? I mean, if he loses the stash, he loses the brand, right? Stash is still there. Yeah. Now of course, like of course it is. Well, let's go check it out, listener. Let's go check out the Minshew Magic dancing in the locker room. That's the third thing we may have missed in week 13. Bridget Condon, what's number four? How about the Dolphins? You know someone who can dance? These Dolphins players. They put yeah, on a show right every can. week, and they... If sprinting they... by you at breakneck speed is dancing, yeah, they can dance. <laughs> I mean, they deserve to do it. We've all had fun watching them in hard knocks uh, in season. After Tyreek Hill had that 78-yard touchdown. Like, I mean, come on. They beat the Commanders 45-15. Yeah, didn't need the Huge. reminder. Thank you, Bridge. Are you a Commanders guy? Or am I a Commanders fan? Yes. If you cut me, do I not bleed? Yes, I'm a Commanders fan. All right? You think, Wait, what, you think I'm pissed this? off all the time for no reason? Come on. Yes, I'm a Commanders did, fan. Did I know this? Yeah, I don't know that you did. I don't know that okay, you did. you know my husband is a Commanders fan, right? Is he really? Yes, and I have to deal with him all the time. So you guys need to connect. Oh, we need a Commanders Summit one of these days. Let's make that happen. But yes, now something that I saw on Hard Knocks the other night was a real rather elaborate rehearsal, a dress rehearsal of a touchdown celebration. So you're drawing our eye to the celebration that came on the heels of that incredible Tyreek Hill 78-yard touchdown. What what did we see out there? Tyreek Hill riding a roller coaster. Oh, I think yes, this was the best we've That's seen. right. That's right. That's right. I was looking How away, cool but I couldn't look away. It was cool. It was good. I mean, can we do a rankings? Maybe that's what we should do for one of our final shows. Oh, there you go. Like, top five touchdown celebrations, turnover celebrations, because these guys are getting very creative. And this is one of the best I've seen, right? Like we all, we, some of the ones it's like, okay, the gritty, like we've seen all that a million times. The creativity, I wanna know the ins and outs. Maybe our Cam Wolf can get us the uh, inside scoop there on who came up with this idea, because great idea, but also the way it was executed top notch. Not only is Tyreek Hill amazing, 
catching the ball and running, but also his creativity. Hey, right Ravens, Ravens, uh, start watching the Dolphins games. Not because you need any help with your team. Your team's doing just fine. But start watching Dolphins game because you guys do need a little help with your touchdown celebrations. The <laughs> touchdown celebration, the roller coaster, roller coaster, is number four on Ooh. things we may have missed in week 13. Bridget Condon, finish strong. What's number five? Niners-Eagles, game of the week. You yeah, watched this right. one, I hope. Damn right, please, come on. Okay, Christian McCaffrey, what more can we say about him? But... We know how good he is on the field. One thing maybe he needs work on, his acting skills. Okay. He, uh, during the game, gets tackled by Fletcher Cox, and he, like, sells it. Fletcher Cox, or he, I don't even think he, I mean, he, okay, he got, I shouldn't say tackled, because he got touched by him, essentially, and he kind of does a roll onto the ground to make yes. it super dramatic. Yes. Like, think yes. about a soccer player, how they kind of, like, do that fall. Yes. That was essentially what yes. he did. Even the officials were laughing at him. To me, that is just, I mean, it's funny. Like, we don't see that that often in the NFL because these players get dragged to the ground. They don't need to fake it. Like, it's legit. But in this play, I don't really know what he was thinking, if he was hoping for the flag or what. But everybody was kind of laughing. And Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if we're going to see him in a Hallmark movie this holiday. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, listen, you are many things. You are versatile. You are agile. Uh, you are, you're on the MVP shortlist. Um, you can do it all, man. You've, we've seen you throw for a touchdown. We've seen you catch many touchdowns. We've seen you run for countless touchdowns. We would like to see you do this a little less. The fake falls. Come on, man. Yeah, you're not an Italian That's soccer funny. player. You don't play for Lazio. You're not, you're not named Ciro Immobile. Awesome. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Christian McCaffrey, you're better than that, buddy. You're better than that. And that is the fifth thing we may have missed in week 13 in the NFL. Bridget Condon, we love having you here. We will have you back next week for five things we may have missed in week 14 in the NFL. Give me the 30-second pitch on the game that I cannot miss on the week 14 schedule. Bridget Condon, what you got? Well, I'm going to Rams Ravens. Well, that is okay, be a make the game. I think well, we'll make the pitch for that one then, because I think okay. listen, I think most people would expect you to say like Bills and Chiefs or maybe Eagles mm -hmm. and Cowboys, and those are without questions, uh, without question, rather important games. But yes, the game that you're covering has some intrigue to it. Make the pitch. The Rams are playing their best football. They've won three straight games after their bye week. Matthew Stafford, Puka Nakua, what more can we say about these guys? Sean McVay has this team believing that they can do it. They can get to the playoffs. Everybody thought this would be a rebuilding year. Here come the Rams at 6-6 six and six with a legit chance to get to the postseason. Without a doubt. The Ravens well-rested, coming off a bye. This team has the toughest strength of schedule for the remaining five games. After the Rams, who are 6-6, six and six, their next four games are all against teams with winning records. We are going to find out who this Ravens team is, who Lamar Jackson is. People still want to doubt him. He's playing MVP caliber football. How does this team look like? What does this team look like in the final stretch? We will find out. I think this is going to be a big turning point for both of these teams who are both fighting for something. The Rams, a playoff spot. The Ravens, that top seed in the AFC playoff. Don't get caught missing the Rams and Ravens game. So says Bridget Condon. Bridget Condon, thank you so much for your time today. Bridget Condon was back with five things we may have missed in week 13 in the NFL. We love you, Bridget. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for making time for me. Happy holidays. Have a great week.
I want to thank today's very special guest, Michael Robinson. You're the best, man. Thank, thank you so you, much. This was fun. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow. That's Friday for your viewer's guide to Week 14 game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 14 game. A few favorites on upset alert, too. Now, remaining game because the Steelers host the Patriots tonight. Steelers will start Mitch Trubisky. They are favored by six. The total for this game is 29 and a half. Uh, that may strike you as low. It is. It's the lowest I've seen in the NFL this season. In fact, if it goes off at that number, 29 and a half would be the first time in 30 years that an NFL over-under was in the 20s. The last time that happened, week 17, 1993. Maybe the best question of the night in Pittsburgh, whose kicker is better? Well, we'll talk about that one on Friday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.